This is People Who Play, a show about the art of playful living. I'm Emma Warrillow, researcher, writer and part-time mermaid. And I'm Ben Martin, content creator and nostalgia junkie. Every episode we discuss family life, playtime and we interview a guest who has found a way to play at life. From creatives to educators to comedians, our aim is to inspire more grown-ups to grow down and unleash their unique play powers. If you'd like to join our play crew and find more inspiration and info on play, follow at playful underscore den on Instagram. And for all your retro feels, find me on Instagram at benflyingretro. I'm on there too, at Emma Warrillow, E-M-M-A, W-O-R-R-O-L-L-O, really. This podcast drops bi-weekly on Mondays, but if that's not enough to get your playful vibes vibing, you can also join my Patreon for £5 a month and you'll get a personal pod from me, which drops alternate Mondays. Plus, you can now watch the video interviews of our guests directly in there too. We really do appreciate all your likes, subscribes, follows and shares. These digital high fives really mean a lot to us and help us to grow the show. Okay, let's get on with the episode. It's playtime. It's a new year. Hello, Ben. Hi, Emma. We're back. We are back. We had a little hiatus. Yeah. Little thing called Christmas happened, but we are back, baby. And it is the year 2023. You said it wrong. It's 2023. I like to say 2023. Yeah, but no one says I was born in 1981. I wish they did. (laughs) I like to say 2023 because it makes every day sound like a sci-fi movie. Look, I was applying for a credit card the other day and I reflected that when you have to put your age in... Yeah, you go back quite far. Wow. I, you, I had to spin it Yeah. and it just went... And I was like, jeez, 81 is way down there. Yeah, that happens, doesn't it? You sort of track your life through which box do you tick on what, a form. Track your life with which credit card are you maxing out? <laughs> what age category are you in? Yeah. Now, I was getting a credit card because... We're travelling. We're travelling, baby. You are Dora the Explorer. Yes. And I am What's Indiana that? Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're travelling. Um, this is pod every week. Yeah, we'll cut this bit out. Why? Because <laughs> we cannot continue Go on. to discuss admin when our lovely listeners are giving up their sweet, sweet time and we just come on here and we're like, are we bi-weekly? Are we weekly? Are we doing this podcast? Have we got a sponsor yet? Yep. Well, all of those questions, please, answered now. Yeah, they're not for the podcast. They're to, they're to, they're to do in our meetings that never happen because you just go to the coffee shop and talk to your friends on the phone. But do you really want meetings between a husband and a wife? I so I really am big. You want on, to run this marriage like a business. I'm really big on family leadership. Wow, I don't even know what that means. It means that you obviously a family isn't a business. <laughs> <laughs> you want to run us like a corporation, <laughs> but you are a team, right? And running a team requires leadership. Not, and I don't mean just like one person being the boss. I mean everyone 
embodying the qualities of leadership and in order for them to do that you have to role model that so I am yeah really big on family meetings communication group Mm. messaging you have to have that sense of like momentum I think it's very easy to just drift into a sort of like everyday because as we've discussed before adulting and generally everyday life can be very mundane i don't like the phrase adulting have you seen or do you remember the crystal maze i do okay so if i was on that show trying my best to win a quad biking weekend (laughs) what a prize yeah i like to be led emma I like to be in that scenario, a bunch of people giving out roles, someone rises, becomes the leader. Just tell me what to do and really? I'll go and get that job done. No, I'll you, do the task. Yeah, you're an executor. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're very good. That at, makes me sound like I kill people. Yeah. <laughs> you're very good at finishing a task. Following and, orders. Yeah, but that's a good thing. Like people what are... What are you? People are, I would say... In the crystal maze. I'd say I, I'm the visionary. Honestly, in that bit at the end, you would be rubbish at getting those silver or gold. Oh, God, where well, you have to like wobble across a little tightrope. No, no, no. You're in the big, you're, well, you're in the crystal. Oh, and you have to get the money. There's a fat. Yeah, but you don't want silver ones. You just want the gold. Oh, no, I'd be awful You'd at be so bad. But I'd be good at. That's where you don't want leaders. I'd be good at cheerleading someone else to do it. From the outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really want that quad biking team building one hour session in dorset phoenix did a skateboarding competition just before christmas and at the end all the kids were in the the bowl area Mm -hmm, and they mm -hmm. were throwing stickers down for them to catch and it really reminded me of the crystal maze and i especially liked it when you just lowered scout in yeah we lowered him in (laughs) it's it's a deep bowl you put him in with all the tweens and he was just there crystal mazing trying to grab some stickers i got a sticker um stickers are high currency for youngsters they Mm. love a sticker they love stickers I remember the stickers that were sort of puffy with googly eyes. Yeah, I love those. They were so puff-based stickers. So puffy. Yeah, I had a few Star Wars ones that were puffy. You don't see many puffy stickers these days. I think they're very expensive. Difficult. Yeah, I tell you what, you do. See, you see a lot of knockoff stickers because mm. I sometimes buy retro stickers from eBay, and I'm like, well, some someone's just printed that out. Of course they have. Yeah. I like official stickers. (laughs) (laughs) What, you want it to come direct from Steven Spielberg? (laughs) (laughs) Ideally. Um, What's going on in your New Year week? Like, How do you feel like you started the year? How are you feeling about 2023? Emma, one shouldn't joke about addiction. And I'm not going to joke about it. But over the Christmas um, period season... I developed an aggressive addiction to cherry coke. You cherry coke, just out and outrageous. Cherry Coca-Cola. Okay, that's niche. Now I know that sounds a bit like Alan Partridge getting addicted to Toblerones, but oh my days, I just was on a can of cherry coke every day. I feel like that's quite a hard addiction to sort of. Yeah, but if I didn't have it, I'd get a headache. Yeah, but where are you getting? from i haven't seen a cherry coke in a shop for years 
Michael, you ain't looking. No, I'm not. You aren't looking because they are there. And it is the best drink known to man. Is it? Oh, gosh, no. Are you joking? I don't like Coke. (laughs) It's the best drink. Nice. Oh, no. I, I went through a time in my life where I wouldn't drink anything brown. Cherry Coke. <laughs> I didn't have one yesterday and I did get a bit of a headache around 6pm. I think one of the best parenting things I slash we have done is that the kids only really drink water. Like I would put that up there as one of the greatest parenting achievements. I mean, I can't say the same for their diet. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but, but it's difficult for me to be like, right, go and get your waters as I chug down a cherry coke. No, please, please stop that. That's not good for you. What? Drink we, no, hey, I, I never said it was good for you, Emma. As you said, you scrolled back to your date of birth, which means we are now in a life stage where health and fitness and things like that is not just, it's not lifestyle, it's not a hobby, it's like survival. Yeah, you're, you're all about, look, we've got to start looking after our guts. We do, we have to look after our we guts. have to do this. You're doing a lot of O-U-R, a lot of our. And I just like, I would like to put a stop to that right now. Well, it's, but, it, but it's easier to achieve your goals if you're doing it with someone. Yeah, but we're married. We are a couple. We're a unit. We're a team. We're a corporation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're a limited company. <laughs> um, but I am my own man that is addicted to Cherry Coke. I, I You know when you're out with a couple and they're like, Oh, we vote for we voted for this, and oh, we don't like that. And it's like, what's all this we stuff? Oh, I see. Yeah. What do you mean we like this show and we like this? Yeah, I want is... both two people, please. No, that is annoying, and and generally I do agree with you. But when it comes to food and drink, it is much easier to develop good habits as a unit. Yeah. Okay. Well, how you, how does one look after their gut? You got to like eat bacteria. So I I've completely changed the Yakult. way I've completely changed the way that I eat like overnight, and I can already what, tell. No cutlery. <laughs> <laughs> I slurp it up. <laughs> I can already tell this isn't fatty like a sort of a diet or a New Year's resolution because I've done enough of those to know how they feel. Yeah, I read and listened to a couple of things that just clicked with me uh, the first one was an instagram post from dr chatterjee who was saying you know new year these are the four pillars of health i think they were food um exercise and movement sleep and i think the other one was stress and he was saying don't need a doctor to tell me that that's obvious no i know it? but what he said was research shows that Trying to focus on all of them is really hard. But if you just really lean into one, it actually has more results. And that was the first bit of information that I was like, okay, cool. Because I think I always look to exercise Mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. a way to get healthier. But actually, I'm really active and I have a breadth of activity. And I was like, I'm just going to sort of not really, I'm just going to carry on doing what I'm doing with exercise. Okay, so Um, that pillar... Yeah. Is solid and remains the same for you. Exactly. What yes. about the other three? Crumbling. So, so sleep, I do as best as I can. That's somewhat out of my control because we have a scout who wins the prize for worst sleeper of all the children that we have in this house. <laughs> so I can't, I do as much as I can. You know, I go to bed, I try. Okay, so that pillar left alone. Yeah. Right. Stress, I've been working towards having less stress for many years now and I feel... Um, in a completely different place about stress right 
All these pillars are untouched. <laughs> so food is the one Ooh. that I've wanted to improve on for a mm-hmm. long time, mm-hmm. but I've just been like stuck in a, just in a... Conventional in a, rut. Yeah, a sort of cycle of like hating cooking. Oh. I've really, you know, having kids can really suck the joy out of eating and meal prep it's a necessity so relentless and like just years and years of kids being like can i have a snack it's just it can really just it can chip away at a woman ben well it can chip away at your pillar so anyway i saw that and i thought yes that's good so i don't i don't need to so much worry about those other ones i feel like they're in quite a good place and then the second thing that i listened to was a podcast with a guy dr tim Spector, on diary of a ceo and I've listened to so many conversations, you know, with experts about food and they sort you know, you sort of nod along and you kind of know most of the stuff is I always think it's quite common sense. But there's a few things about what he said that just really actually appealed to my play personality, actually. So the first one was that he was just like calories in, calories out. That's pretty much gospel. That's all anyone ever says. He was like, there's not actually any proof that that is a long term solution and way to eat and the calories in is so subjective it's so different for every individual and he was like this is like old thinking like Mm. decades old we've got new thinking we've got to start you know talking about you know using what we know about foods and the body and I was like hey I like this guy because as you know Ben I love to rip up old ways of thinking And you love calories. And I I was like, and calories in, calories out. You know, it's numbers, it's counting. It's it's never for me. That's never going to be for me. Oh, no. Um, So his thing is about the gut. He's all about the gut. And that seems to be very much the... gizzards. The sort of science of the moment, doesn't it? But there's a couple of things in it that he said, again, appealed to my play personality. talked about variety in diet. And as soon as he said that, I was like, ah... Yeah, I don't have a lot of variety. Not very. It's not that I I eat necessarily awfully, but I definitely don't eat enough variety. Mm -hmm. So he talked specifically about the importance of fermented foods. Yeah. And buzzy buzz buzz. This is buzz. And um, like color. So like different plants. All about thirty plants a week, or is it a day? Not sure. No, it's a day. It's a day. Um, is it? Yeah. Wow, I'm not doing that. But I kind of like the idea of, because I've heard about this like rainbow eating before. Anyway, those two bits of information just completely just appealed to my play personality. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to collect colors and types of food. So that's how I'm sort of going about my eating now. It's like how many different colors and types of plants. Sounds like you're eating (laughs) Play-Doh. Can I I get in? You keep talking about your play personality. What What is it? And then the, sorry, I just want to say one more thing. And then he talked about time-restricted eating, which is something I've done before. Um, and I was like, so I'm going to do those two things. And I've done, I've done them every single day and it just feels normal. Time-restricted, so like, you do all like your, speed chess. You do all your eating in a certain period of the day. Right, okay. So if you start, I think it's 10 hours, 8 hours. Yeah, maybe, what, do you think breakfast, lunch and dinner is a bit old school? Uh, yeah, I do. I think, mm. well, I think what I, the other thing I liked about him is he's like, it's all about the individual. So like what mm. is good for you might not necessarily be good for me. Well, a Big Mac and a Cherry Coke is good for me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's colourful. Man, yeah, that but, is colourful. But, but it's really appealing to my play personality. So what I mean by that Keep is like... Keep mentioning it. What is your play personality? So I, so I 
so the the sort of eating the rainbow foods and eating the different types of plant i base i feel like i'm playing pokemon okay I'm, i'm collecting are you oh god be careful with gamification it's like, no, it's not streaking like you. No. I'm not a nutter like you. Oh, lovely it's way more, to speak to your husband. <laughs> it's more like, I'm just more like, ooh, what can I get in today? Yeah. Okay, one more time. What is your play personality? Okay, so everyone has a play personality. Yeah, what's yours? Well, there are different... Mine is Explorer. Hmm, that fits. Yeah. So uh, this theory comes from a guy called Dr. Stuart Brown. He's How can you have all these doctors names in your head i don't even know the name of my gp you know all these doctors that are telling you to no, oh what? eat rainbow and honestly your world ben what? i don't know if i have the capacity to do what you do right one day you will actually acknowledge and Ooh. realize Ooh. that my job my literal job <laughs> that i have spent decades doing yeah. is a researcher all I do is like Stumble consume into, information and yeah. think and research. And yes, but can there be information overload? Oh yeah, we're all living in information overload. I'm not. You're not, no, because you don't take any in. <laughs> no, I'm a closed book. I'm, I'm full. Shall I tell you what I've got addicted to? Not being on Instagram. It's a problem when you've... <laughs> switched your career and you become a yeah I, del- I deleted instagram oh, but not for any sort of rezo i was like i'm just um bored of that i, d- I delete it on the regular now right because... yeah but it's different for you it's more of a tool like it's your sort of job yeah i've got to get different boundaries with it that's what i've realized and also i've acknowledged that i'm uh, when i take in information i'm sort of like quite a deep empath so if i sort of read something it'll be on my mind i think for you're ages. just deep you're yeah, just a deep person. Deep. But it'll be on my mind for ages, so I have to be very careful with You know inputs. when you go to a public swimming pool and at the, the deep end it says 1.8 metres, the shallow end it says one metre. We're at opposite ends. I'm in the shallow end. <laughs> you're, you're splashing around. Yeah, having a ball. Doing handstands. And you're overworking, treading water in the deep end. No, I'm exploring. Oh my God. How? Holding we are my... so different, but maybe that's why... This is the best family limited company there's ever been. <laughs> we are different, but we have similar values, which is what's important. What are my values? Well, we both value like creativity, individuality, fun. We have a we have. I quite tell you what, the difference similar is similar sense of humour. You are clever, so you can articulate and you sort of vocalise things. Well, I don't vocalise anything do you think that's because you're a man and i don't mean i'm not trying to be swooping in terms of gender stereotypes i'm talking more about how boys have been raised to express themselves and the kind of culture of men doing that i know that is changing and we're sort of hopefully turning the tide on that but from you growing up through the 80s and 90s it wasn't necessarily encouraged for men take me back for men to talk (laughs) is that why you love it so much for men to talk about their feelings and express themselves yeah but you're not talking about your feel you're you're very you say i a lot so you you, like you're very in touch with like who you are and Mm. your how you outwardly project yourself to Mm. the world maybe i i don't know i just don't vocalize or, or articulate anything of how i'm feeling you should try it I feel happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right, so you, congratulations, insert applause. You completed 365 of your running challenge. I did. Let's articulate, how do you feel about it? 
um, empty. Right. Vacuous. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it was... It, it took care of itself. So that is a lot of exercise. And now I'm panicking that I'm going to sort of pile on the pounds. Really? But maybe if I eat a big colourful rainbow like you, I'll be all right. <laughs> no, you, I just have to actually? replace it with something are you, else. Are you actually? A little bit. Wow. Oh, Emma, can you imagine how used my, how my body is used to doing four miles of running every single I know, day? But it's and not... then the shock of when you stop. I've got to replace it. I know, but when you do a habit like that, that's the doing the same thing every day, I don't think you're... I mean, it's good for you. It's healthy. You're at a sort of level of fitness. But don't you see it as an opportunity to do something different and stretch your body in different ways? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. But what I miss is the... Well, I guess the gamification of it, I suppose. I think you really need... You like pillars and structure and discipline. Do I? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, maybe I do. Do you think you've replaced your I do running like... with cherry coke? <laughs> oh man, maybe that's it. You're filling that gap. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm doing speed now. I'm all about running fast. Right. So that's my new thing for this year. And um, I've got another reso. I'm doing uh, wide arm pull-ups. Right. All of my res- like, I'm very, they're very physical. Don't call them resolutions. You should call them goals. Resolutions are like floaty and. They don't really, most people don't stick to them. You have specific physical challenge goals. Yeah, that's what I have a lot of, yeah. yeah. One of them is to quit Cherry Coke. I can't, I just can't. Can you not? No. Okay, I'm going to have to support you with well, It's this. the caffeine, isn't it? I don't know, I've never had it. Is, there's caffeine in it, so there's a dependency there. You have quite a strange, like, emotional connection to Coke that I don't really understand. Yeah, it's pretty strange, um... When we were younger, my brother collected Coke stuff, mm. like Coke cans, Coke toys, Coke trucks. His room just had posters of Coke. And I reflect now and I think, my God, I like brands. <laughs> and it must have come in from such an early age. But I really connect strongly with well, I think, I think big brands like that were, like, huge in the 90s. Yeah, he just had posters of Coke all over his room. We what were, the heck's that about? We were children of mass capitalism. Yeah. Now and so, that, it was at, in hindsight, it was actually really cool. So, when we'd go to, like, Spain on holiday, he'd bring back the Coke cans that he bought from Not there. a part of the local culture. No, <laughs> no. He'd bring back Coke cans. And then when there was a World Cup on, you'd always have like a, a limited edition Coke can. So he had like loads of these things. Mm. And when people went in his room, they were like, oh my God, that's amazing. Mm. Um, uh, the collector is one of Dr. Stuart Brown's play personalities. And I think you have that. I don't actually strongly. collect anything now. No, though. but you are a collector. Okay. So in I your, tell you what, you love to tell me what I in am. Your, in your gamification of things, that is collecting. Like you're collecting those like... But tell me, does a collector and an explorer, does passion sizzle between those two <laughs> play identities? I want to collect you. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, we've got some new features on this show, Benj. Tell me what they are because I have no idea. the first one. It's called... Stumbled across some research. Right, I've read this article. It's from CNBC. What's that? America. Right. Everything's always from America. Apologies for that. Uh, right, this person is talking about, she's called um, Margot Bisnow. And she is talking, she, she researched 70 parents who raised highly successful kids. I don't know what How she's... Are you- Judging yeah, success. I don't know how she's defining success there. That's 
subjective, I Big think. Big bank accounts and fat stacks <clears throat> or happiness, Emma. Well, I know. Anyway, and she's come up with this number one parenting style that they all used. It is quite important, I would say, that she spoke to a diverse sample in this. Oh, here, so she's written a book called Raising an Entrepreneur. So the successful adults are people that achieve their dreams. I think that's how she's defining success. Um, now, she's come up with this parenting style. It's called Respectful Parenting. That's what the common thread between all these parents that she interviewed was. And I'm going to tell you the pillars of respectful parenting. And we will Everything's discuss them. Everything's always about pillars. A lot of pillars today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. The first one is structure. So um, this is defined by let kids make their own choices as long as expectations are met. Guide them through how things can be done better and expect them to do things even when it's hard. Yeah, seems straightforward to me. Seems pretty common sense to me. Um, and she's got an example here of this guy who was expected to get straight A's at school, but as long as he did that, could play as many video games as he wanted. Okay, like the carrot. So just saying. And then later on, he got an opportunity to intern at Electronic Arts mm-hmm. whilst he was in college. He quit, but the parents let him do it. And then now he um, basically produces um, League of Legends. That's that's fantastic for that one person. But couldn't there be millions of kids that get A's? Well, I and think. Game? Yeah, I don't know. I suppose it's the, a good ethos. I suppose the the the, the thought is this, isn't it? It's, let them make choices as long as expectations are met. So that parent is saying, "Fine, you can play video games as long as you want, but." If you want to do that, you got to get A's at school. I suppose one thing I've found with parenting is that you can only care about so many things yep. that they're doing. Yeah. So whatever you have like a personal problem with, whether it be screen time, too much snacking, those are the bloody issues you end up having. having. <laughs> so like those are the fires that you're already, all, yeah. always putting out Mm. but when you let go of those things a little bit loosen the reins you well i think you'll find that oh eventually they actually do just stop playing video games and they will stop snacking and they don't need to be constantly policed i think that's why i really believe in concentrating on the good stuff the stuff that you do really care about in a kind of proactive way so with screen time I think that if you spend more time focusing on the non-screen behaviours, so how do you do family time? What mm-hmm. are their passions and interests out of school? How are they forming friendships and relationships? If you put more energy into those, I think the screen time has more chance. It's not fail-safe, but has more chance of sorting itself out. Yeah, I don't want to be, and I've, you know, I catch myself doing this all the time because I'm a dad, but. You don't just want to be busting balls yeah. all the time because you actually get tired of your own voice and like you sort of think, God, I am being quite annoying probably. Yeah, well, it's very easy to sleepwalk into a relationship with a child. Stop doing this. When, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, where all you talk about is, is no. homework, screen time yeah. and what they're not allowed to do. Let them run do. free, baby. <laughs> that's very. Let them go buck wild and just see what happens. I think that's what we're doing with Scout. Zero rules. 
No, 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 no. You've got to have bound. You've got to have boundaries. Yeah, hard pillar laws. based. Well, this is boundaries. what this is saying. It's like, come on, doctor, give it, it to me. This this pillar structure. Expect them to do things even when it's hard. I really believe in that. Just had a thought. You've oh got. Oh my so, god, he's had a thought. No, you've got so many pillars in your <laughs> life and mind. Aren't you just wandering around bumping into pillars? Feels like it. <laughs> oh, I just bumped into my um, rainbow eating pillar. Oh. <laughs> oh, I just bumped into my sleeping pillar. You could oh, say, you that's could, my parenting you could, pillar. You could say bumping in. You're or, living in a prison. Or you could say that I'm very well supported. Yeah, or you're living in a pillar prison. <laughs> okay, well, here's another pillar. The second <laughs> pillar is supportive. Okay, so this is give kids the right to their own point of view, respect their privacy. Don't make constant corrections in their actions or speech. Yeah, you're big on that. Yeah. Whereas I, you, you, it's picking your moments, isn't it? Yeah. If you want to have the big chat, maybe don't do it at the dinner table with the rest of the family. Like when you do it. Yeah, <laughs> I do it. <laughs> do it when they're in a good mood because they're more receptive. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's so difficult not to, to bust their balls all the time. My good friend... Uh, Doctor Doctor Harry Rudkin. Oh my goodness! <laughs> who I wrote my Your life. who I wrote my playful parenting course with has this term. I think it's called connect before you correct. So before you mm. go, take your hat off. Take your hat off. Oh, you always got your hat on. You're always slouching. You're always doing this. You're always, like connect with them. Before. That was me. So, that was the impression of you. Um, Stop connect, slouching. Connect- <laughs> it's so annoying. Carry yourself. Connect with them before and say, I noticed that you're. You're hunching over a lot. <laughs> Are you aware that you're doing that? Why does he hunch? It's it, because, you've got to carry. You know, don't let life push you down. Yeah, but why do people slump and hide like that? You're but, hi- you're hiding yourself when you slouch like that. There's always something deeper behind what's going on. It's mm. like you're shrinking yourself away, and it's typical. Stick for, that chest out. And... T- <laughs> it's typical for teenagers, particularly boys, to do that because I think they're yeah. just. They're sort of going into their own world and they physically do it. Yeah, slouching is not a good look, though. It's not a good look. But it's like you said, you either nitpick, pick, 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 or do they just come out of those things? Because you used to get so stressed about Phoenix and his bedroom, and now his room... Immaculate. But by his own motivation, though. Too tidy? Sorry, sterile. Um, Okay, the next pillar is warm. So let kids know they can turn to you for help. Spend quality time for them. Engage in compassionate activities together. This is what I'm all about, baby. You are a compassionate, warm person. Thank you. So that pillar's fine, though. Yeah, spend quality time with them and, yeah, do compassionate activities We can't spend any more time with them. (laughs) We, like... You know, we we no, possibly but... don't really have conventional jobs or lives. Even we spend a lot of time with our kids. Yeah, but doing what? Um, just hanging out. Yeah, I think. I uh, yeah, I think you when you as your kids get older, mm-hmm, you've mm-hmm. got to carry on playing with them. You've got to sort of make yeah, that. Do. Yeah, you got to make that part of your because loads of people DM me and they get really concerned. You know, when their kids sort of hit eight, nine, and they're very start to get distracted by other things gaming or maybe they just like obsess over one sport and they're like oh I feel like I don't know how to I don't know how to get them back into play I think that's when you have to start making variety of activity a part of your normal routine because if you stop 
the older they get, they're going to be like, oh, I don't want to do this with you. <laughs> Whereas yeah. like, if you just keep making it part of the routine, I know it's hard. Should we try and time. settle this gaming thing? This no, gaming. Carry... Oh, that's the that's the end of the pillars. Oh, okay, good pillars. Um, this gaming thing, we gotta we gotta sort it out because I th- I do think most parents over worry about the video game thing. Do people not game? Because my our generation were gamers, weren't we? Because I gamed my face off. Yeah, and I think the way they game now is way more social social i love the social aspect aspect to gaming sometimes i'm starting to realize that i'm finding a little bit of a i feel disconnected from my sort of peers and equals people really have got a lot of sort of high expectations from the educational system for their children don't they yeah but i always think but you're like from my generation like can't you remember hating school being that person it's funny. Is is that indoctrination? I think of the, the education system. Well, I, yeah. I, I'm just yeah. surprised. I'm sorry. Lot- what I'm trying to say is, I'm just surprised that our generation, well, from what I read, appear to be like educational obsessed. I think the well, I think there's a whole spectrum because you hit the mic. Because <laughs> there's also there's a fringe movement of homeschooling and unschooling, which oh, fringes, was, which was like super niche a few years ago, but now, you know, has quite a lot of momentum to it. So there's a whole group of people who are, you know, very in tune with the issues in, and we should, we should say English education system because mm-hmm. it's not, it's not as relevant to other countries, even like Scotland and Wales are doing amazing things with their Yeah, but can't people education. remember like playing Mega Drive and SNES and gaming? So, so some context, I think, that might help you Go on, understand why people put so many eggs in the school basket is, one, I think we have a huge inequality issue and it's getting bigger and that kind of sheer gap between those who really sort of struggle to find opportunities and, you know, earn enough to have... <laughs> a enjoyable life and those on the opposite end is massive it's a huge issue and I think that makes people very anxious because it's almost like I need to make sure that my kid lands on the right side of that and the way that our structure works is largely or at least we think is still through grades and education so I think that's one reason the second is that I think the the sort of climate to parenting today is around major global issues so we've had covid there's a war we have a massive environmental crises and everything feels quite unpredictable when we were children it was very easy for parents to be like the world's your oyster dream big anything's Mm. possible so people don't say that anymore no. What I do think, they say? I think they still say dream, but I think there is also a realism in that dreaming message. Um, so what I mean by all of those things that are happening, I think a lot of parents have almost this sense of like, I need to cover all bases. I need to make sure they can speak another language, play another instrument, that they mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. ahead at school because I don't know how to prepare them. So when you don't know how to prepare and you're facing the unexpected, people are going to have different reactions to that. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. <laughs> people are going to have different reactions and some people lean massively on education and some people go the other way and are like actually these kids are going to be 
we don't even know what jobs they're going to be having. They're going to need different skills. They're going to need creativity. And actually what they're learning and the, stru- the way that the world is structured isn't set up for that. So they take alternative um, routes. I think that's what's happening. Okay. Well, look, you, that was very well put. But from my point of view, I'm all, I'm all about like, um, as you know, I'm day to day. So with education, I, my priority is that they're happy on a day-to-day basis. That's all you've got. So I, I can't stand grades and things like mm. that. I just think they are a bit pointless. Well, they are. But the problem that we've got, and I think there are a lot of people that would agree with you, but I think you have this kind of um, this friction between knowing that and also knowing that putting kids under that amount of pressure is bad for them but at the same time the way that the world still works is you get these grades you move on you go and do this and this conversation by the way also has a ton of privilege because if you are a parent say you're single mom haven't got a lot of resources you want the best for your kid the the most accessible way to elevate them is to get them a good education so that they yeah. can kind of go forward. Play the system. Unfortunately, yeah. what I think is happening, though, that will cheese a lot of people off is that you're not being punished for, for being academic, but it's swinging the other way massively where grades have probably actually never meant less. When I was an employer, I found it quite difficult to employ people that had a lot of academic qualifications because they they found it really hard to apply it yeah my so my parents quite interesting so my dad when he started his profession he worked in maxillofacial which is like rebuilding parts of the face yeah so when he started it was all about technical technical skill and now you know when he became a leader and an employer it was you know people had to have so many qualifications and degrees to get into his profession and they'd come in but have no technical skills and I think there's definitely I mean I'm not an expert on this but I think across so many industries there is a real issue with that that like people come in highly qualified great grades but absolutely either no technical skill or no personal skills or like no communication skills and they can't apply that that sort of like intelligence or that knowledge exists in an academic bubble like how do you make it transferable to the real world yeah i would probably argue that maybe there needs to be a systemic from top to bottom restructuring of education slash in, in, the world slash well in this yeah. country at least yeah um, oh my goodness yeah because I mean, what else stays the same like everything changes yeah people have been cam- campaigning and doing great work on this for for years like our education system is so archaic it's so embarrassing like on the global stage i think it's embarrassing like for for a country that's you know for us it's supposed to be you know developed and blah 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 our education system is is in a it's in a mess and they're struggling to retain teachers because teachers go into teaching for usually for such like pure and genuine reason you know they want Mm. to impact the life of a child they want to support and nurture kids into adulthood and they're just taped down with you know red tape and it's all kind of but it is difficult and grades if you had to sit down and think like we've got millions and millions and millions of children in this country we we essentially do need some kind of one-stop shop Mm -hmm. 
to give them core skills i mean it, it's a difficult thing to sit down and try and write that curriculum it is but i'm going to push back on that ben because if we can go push, to, if we can go push. if we can go to space right if we can build cars and all of these incredible things that humans have done peel the onion and are capable of give it to me we're only limited by our creativity and if someone unleashes that and allows people to imagine and think differently a hundred percent of course we can come up with an education system that you know is inclusive and that allows kids individuality allows for neurodiversity allows for the exploration of creative skills as well as academic skills of course we can do that we are more than capable of doing that we have the minds in this country to do that it's just imagination and permission to to dream and create it the way it's always been done that's a yeah an annoying phrase one of my favorite phrases isn't it is the most dangerous sentence ever spoken is this is the way we've always done things Oh, it's brutal. don't know who said it, but well done. It's one of my favourite sentences. Yeah, we've missed out. All of our kids will just go through the sausage factory. Of, yeah, it, it, of will, what it, is. it will change. It will 100% change. But yeah, it will skip ours, unfortunately. I think anything that's just based on memory retention and things like that, you know, there's a lot of kind of like, oh, it's nice to know all of your times tables and it's nice to be able to spell well okay those things are nice but are they essential well also what i think find mind-blowing is it is completely subjective what is considered to be education like that is someone or a group of people at some point it's all it's all political have said these are the things that children need to know and i think when you strip it back to that you just think this is someone's point of view (laughs) of what needs yeah, this, to be this, remembered yeah this makes a, a, a sort of well-rounded young person and i think one of them is obviously a, a huge mental health crisis with young people and there are a lot of young people who go through school and massively struggle and i think what's quite unique about that struggle for this generation is that i think they are so much more aware of what i've just said i think that they actually have grown up in the context of quite a new world they have been encouraged to have their own opinion they have got autonomy they are world builders literally through the games that they play but their everyday existence which for most of them is going to school comes from a completely old world so they constantly have this tension of like being you know they're sort of like they're they're very like of the future these kids and most adults will tell you that like they find it really incredible like how knowledgeable kids are like how articulate they can be about things to do with the world how creative they can be but then they have to go into this system which is from another time and I think there's this just this constant like friction between them going backwards and forwards and you know I see that in our kids as well and sometimes the way that Phoenix sort of you know will will reflect upon things that he's learning and just it all can just seem a bit pointless and tedious and I completely respect that point of view whereas like I think some people would be like oh you just got to do it and like suck it up but I think it's really important to listen yeah but do you think life's do you think life's a bit short for just sucking it up and getting through things like life's for living yeah well that's what's i think in what i wanted to share those pillars with you was that first one which is like let them make their own choices but have 
certain I thought was it certain expectations I think is quite interesting because you know my perspective on education should be that we pull the kids out and we homeschool them or we send them to like an alternative Steiner school or something like that but I am institutionalized enough that I can't quite go there and also I don't want to homeschool them I want to have like separate boundaries so you're sort of like you're sort of stuck you're torn yeah but then the question would be say if phoenix you know sort of when he gets to 16 and says i don't want to carry on school i don't want to take a levels i want to start my own business happy days or i want to pursue being a sponsored skateboarder what would you say i would say happy days would you yeah because i'm i'm actually desperate for him to get out Mm. of the educational system Mm. but would you like me just 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 me personally obviously he he has the freedom to do whatever he wants but i would actually love him not to aspire to go to university mm. and to get cracking in other areas yeah it's difficult isn't it because it sort of depends what you want to do like if you want to be a doctor then you got to go all the way and you got to go to uni and... absolutely but I, I i don't think that he's going to want to be no. a doctor which if you know that which we do because he's not particularly academic then you get into like, okay, we need to expose him to different role models, different lifestyles, different ideas. Because I think if he didn't want to do A-levels, it's like, that's cool, but you got to do something. <laughs> even, you know, you got to go and get a job or you got to pursue something, even if it's a passion. Yeah, the thing is though, I look at it as if you come out of school at 16, that is really young, isn't it? But I get quite excited by the time, you've got Four years before you're even 20 to go and do something. I think it's really exciting. Like when I I had my last business, I hired a girl. She was really young um, and she hadn't been to uni. And I think she was maybe 18. And she became the office manager before she was 20. And she always used to talk about like what her friends were doing and how they couldn't and I used to say to her I was like you are responsible like for all of us adults she was like responsible for you know the 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 culture and the sort of you know the vibe of the office and I always used to think that I just think wow she is having such incredible life experience because she was working really closely with me and you know all of the other team who uh, yeah were bringing so much like influence and she's sort of soaking it all in and I always used to just think yeah wow she what she's doing now is the equivalent actually better than a degree yeah but the only thing is with this it's again the privilege because could yeah. could you have millions of kids finishing at 16 not going not doing a levels not going to uni you know can they all follow their dreams and and do what we're saying well, I think everyone's dream is different, though. Like, not everyone, you know, is going to aspire to take the same path. And that's what's important, because it is important that we have lots of kids that do further education, because we need, you know, we need lots of professions and skills where those sorts of things are important. But I think, I think the problem is, is that we overvalue grades and academic successes for everyone so it's like if you don't have them it's you're sort of lesser than and I think that's what the problem is it's not that like they exist and that some people do them I know there's like a lot that needs to change with that as well but it's that it's the blanketness and I think we now live in a world where there are so many different routes to you know the lifestyle that you want to have the industries that you want to have the career that you want to have and I think we have to encourage and be brave to support our kids 
to take those different routes so we don't keep doing the same cycle of you know the degree is the thing that is the route to success like we have to open up those pathways if you're flicking through cvs that i i do get aware this is what i was trying to say with like there's if you are academic then work the system and by all means do some A-levels and go to uni and come out the other side. But there is a part of me that thinks that that is just a machine built to make employees, you know? It is. Well, that's what it is. That's what I'm saying. So, but for the kid that, um, you know, maybe tanks all of his GCSEs and actually leaves school at 16, I don't necessarily see that as alarm bells. No. And if you're flicking through CVs, most of them will just say... Oh, I went and did some A-levels and GMVQ and then I went to uni. But then you're like, oh, this dude left at 16 and he went and did all this stuff. If you have the right leader, some, I think, from older generations are still very much like, you know, what uni did they go to? What did they get? Was it a first? That's what it was like anyway when I was getting a job. But I think, I, I do think we're moving away from that i hope i think so. i think we are massively yeah, I hope so. it's probably quite an old school way of but thinking. i would also say you're quite a good example because i think when we were sort of early on in our relationship and you were kind of figuring out what to do for a job i think you had a real what's the word like chip on your shoulder or a lack of confidence at your lack of educational qualifications i think that whatever it was whoever the people around you or whatever i think that you have always felt like lesser than because you didn't have a degree. Probably because the time when we were doing school and stuff, it was very much like yeah, that's everyone not, get to uni. That's that's not my parents' fault, but it, it's just like, oh, you didn't get any GCSEs. Yeah. Well, that's it. Over. Yeah. You you will only be able to, to hit this ceiling now. It's just complete garbage. Yeah. Most of the most interesting people I know did not do well at school. Yeah. And that means you have to figure out other ways of doing things think outside the box and that's where you know creation can happen yeah and it's in you know you talked about that 16 to 20 I mean what a gift to be given those years to go and try out different jobs and meet different people and I think and play basically (laughs) play at work like go and figure it out go and follow what you're interested in yeah as we've said it is a privileged point of view to an extent because what are you going to need to do that? You're probably going to need some contacts, probably going to need a good mindset, probably going to need confidence. But yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just trying to put out there that kids, they're so young, they're little brains. I just don't like for any kid to think that something can be over yeah. when they're 16. Yeah. If they, you know, if, if they don't get those results and or whatever. That's, that's the problem. It's with, just so that, that's sad. The, that's the problem with school and that's, why this anxiety and mental health issues around school exist because that's how they feel yeah but if they don't get a grade it is the end of the world yeah you get math teachers saying if you don't get that c if you don't hit that c you are not employable what that's what i was told yeah it's like what are you on about the difference between a d and a c in math is like yeah i'm not good at maths get a c still not good at maths also, because I wasn't that good at maths, I took a different paper, which meant you could only get a B, like you couldn't actually get an A. And I've Love always, that paper. I know. I've always thought that's odd. So, so basically, the paper I took would have been easier, but you couldn't get an A. What is it with this country and maths? I, look, we are ranting now about the <laughs> education system, but what is it with old people and maths? <laughs> 
Why does um look? It's a lovely thing to be good at maths. And fantastic. So many people are not good at maths. Yeah. We and need, that and that means we need mathematicians, but we also need creatives. We also need people. yeah, but you don't need average mathematicians. So no. just let the people that are good at maths be good at maths. Exactly. Oh, we ranted. And I haven't even you know I think we're over now, but we haven't even done our third feature. What is it? Pillar based retro rewind. Oh, rewind. Wow, Emma. That was very Radio 1 of you. What is Retro Rewind? It's where we will discuss uh, something retro-y. Oh, is this because Indy likes watching Friends? Well, that was what I was going to discuss, um, how Friends is still popular amongst younger generations, why we think that is. Because it, it blows my mind that they watch it. They love it. Okay, Ems, put a pin in that. We'll get to that next week. Okay. Or will we? I can't remember when this pod comes yeah, out. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Wow. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in, for coming back. Sorry, it was a bit of a ranty one this week, wasn't it, Benj? It was, but I don't want it to feel like No, I don't that. think it was ranty. I think it was exploratory, just like my play personality. What's mine again? I forgot. Well, I think you're a collector, but Ugh. I also think that it's you... It's a bit serial killer um, I also think that you <laughs> are um, a storyteller, because you're like the storyteller really goes deep into like characters and universes and likes reading and film and coming up i think you're that as well okay well speaking of storytellers let's hear from mr t you know there comes a time when you got to make up your own mind you got to do what's right and what's right for you it sounds easy don't it but it ain't making your own decision is part of growing up it's tough because you learn there's more than one way to go. So think hard. Make the best choice you can. If you respect your decision, so will everyone else. Especially me, Mr. T. Okay, another one of those next week. Do you want to sign us off? I would like to set to wish all of our lovely listeners a smashing 2023. <laughs> and thanks for coming back. And um, yeah, look for, looking forward to this now, year of the pod. Yeah, we're committed to this pod this year. And to each other. We are. We, are we going to renew our vows? Oh my God. Are you serious? I don't know. I can't remember what the vows were. No, I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> we're going away for your 40th. That's going to be fun. Yeah, we, we, are. we could do a pod from there, the we, place that we're going. We could. After we have uh, had a few cocktails, we could do that. Okay, cool. All right, guys. See you soon. Stay playful. Why? Why?